this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com FM to get started. Hey everyone, it's Dario from AfterBuzz TV. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. You know, last month over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car certified dealer network, and TrueCar.com users save an average of 3,046 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. I know I had one. Some features are not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. You know, they save time, they save money, and you never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Power After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Power After Show. Big Rich Town. Big Rich Town. <laughs> <laughs> that was all off key. Simon Coward ripped me a new one. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, After Buzzers, and welcome to the first 
season, second episode of Star's original series, Power, starring Amari Hardwick, Naturi Naughton, executive produced by 50 Cent himself. That's on the soundtrack, the opening song you can hear there. He, he dropped a little sexy, silky one. I'm not sure, you know, me and Bam has some mixed feelings about the song, the track, but it's a dope song either way, whether it's for the intro of this show or not, it's, it's a dope song. It I'm, I'm feeling the track. Yeah, it represents him. Yeah, nice beat. pretty much. So, uh, jumping into this episode. Oh, I'm your host, Thaddeus Massey, by the way, and joining me today is... I'm Bam Erickson. Bam Erickson and Thaddeus Massey in the house for power. So, St. Patrick, James, Jamie, a.k.a. Ghost, St. Patrick has got his work cut, up, cut, out, uh, cut out for him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he is... He's dealing with a little bit of a crossroads right now because there's so much going on with this conflict that's happening in the street with his workers getting hit and they're getting preyed on. So last week we saw that one of the workers, the girl is unnamed. You know, she was one of the the, the, the dealers that work in their organization. She got attacked in the elevator. Mm-hmm. And her face got cut. Poor thing. Poor. So, <laughs> Poor thing. Poor little Poor, thing, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, at least she shot one of the guys, um, or she shot one of them. She was cognizant enough, I guess, to, I guess she figured, you know, obviously the guy would be a threat, a bigger threat than the girl. Um, and she shot him, but um, she followed protocol. Everything is, you know, she did everything she's supposed to. And Tommy is like, you know, Tommy, this dude Tommy is like no joke. Very, He's very cutthroat. Yeah, he's very cutthroat, and... You know, even though Ghost's name runs rampant in the streets, apparently, based on what Lobo said last week, and he has a very feared name, it almost seems like maybe Tommy was the hammer that Ghost used to get his name mm-hmm. to the point where it's feared in the street right now. Um, because Tommy is just, like, relentless. He's unforgiving. And, and, you know, it's like, well, she did everything that she was supposed to. But he's he's actually given some logic behind why they should ice her well you know who's this, and it makes sense well who's to say that that ghost character wasn't that way until he started to transition between wanting to do the club and and really want to go straight well you saw him plug miguel last week yeah like it wasn't a big issue but i think you know tasha having a woman there and then you know what's funny is when you have people in power and you have these you know, these men in power or whatever, and you can see how the balance of having that other person, that voice of reason, look, he went to dinner with Tasha, and she mentioned, like, look, what a woman needs is security. Um, it's so interesting. You've never really been able to see. I've never really can. I'm just trying to think right now, or I'm thinking right now, of of different characters and roles of mm-hmm. of people that play, like, mob bosses or whatever, or drug lords, and it always seems like the wife or the significant other was insulated away from the actual details of the business. And this is that's a very interesting dynamic that they brought to to this uh, to the show here because she's actually, I mean, she knows the code word. She's burning burning evidence and the incinerator. Like Tasha is part of the organization, so to speak. I mean, totally. When we go back to episode one. When she asked, um, when when Patrick um, or Ghost, Ghost asked, yeah. when Ghost asked, you know, what is it, your kind of thoughts? And she said, you know, I thought you were going to be the biggest drug dealer in the world. And so, obviously, 
obviously they've been together for a very long time. They've been together for a very long time. Right. And, you know, not only does she know what's not only does she know his operation, she also knows his motives for the other things like the laundromat and for truth. And she knows it, but now she feels a certain kind of way. And I don't know if it has anything to do with it, uh, with Angie coming into the picture or her feeling this lonely. Well, here, here's the thing. He's obviously he's second guessing everything right now mm -hmm. because he doesn't want to be a career drug dealer. This is always, always a means to an end for him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the laundromats, the. In a sense, I always believe in the back of his mind, he wanted to, he always wanted an out. There was always an exit plan for or an exit strategy or exit plan, whatever. Mm -hmm. Tommy, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. And Tommy probably thinks he's going to live and die that life. And I think Tasha, Tasha is 50-50. She's aware. She's aware of the other side that he wants. Right. But she's also looking at the picture of the whole money thing. Like, let's 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 uh let's talk about the whole mom daughter conversation because I thought that was yes. I thought that was good. And then we'll and we're talking about Tasha and yeah. her mother, and we're talking about and who who was excellently excellently being portrayed by Debbie Morgan, uh, the legendary Debbie Morgan herself. She is. She is playing this character. <laughs> She's playing this role, the mother-in-law, who actually is aware of all the goings-on mm -hmm. just as much as Tasha is. And you're like, yeah, wow. She's really... Um... She no Not only does she know that, I mean, it's like when they have the banter, the mom, she tries to give her opinion on certain things. And, and the banter between them is very interesting because... She's the Tasha saying that the mom should be just, uh, be more respectful in her house, and she's like, you know, right? You ain't pay for this house, and James pay for this house. You're, he's paying the rent. You're yeah. not paying the rent, right? Exactly. It's like if you guys break up, then the government doesn't know what, what alimony you're gonna get. Half yeah. the most of his money is not being recorded, mm -hmm. obviously. So they wouldn't get if she wouldn't get any real money out of him. Where you know, and I thought that was a great point. And she's. And, and the mom is concerned about the whole her um, with with ghosts at the club all the time and finding new a new piece of ass. Well, yeah, definitely. There was definitely something that was displayed when he saw Angela mm -hmm. and she saw that. And yeah. that's obviously something that she knows him. That's her husband. Mm -hmm. So she knows how his body language or whatever. She saw something. So now that's casting a shadow of doubt in her because he's not spending all the time, I guess, in the world with her either. Mm -hmm. So now that there's that seed of doubt and he's still just going about his day handling business, but she's not with him, she doesn't know. Mm -hmm. So now that, you know, they're switching phones like they normally do because they have these burners and you can't be tracked and he forgets to give her the number or he just doesn't give her the number. He didn't do it intentionally. He just was going about his day. Mm -hmm. But in her mind, it's like he's something's off. And it's his energy. His energy is off because he's not in the same – his energy isn't the same as it was before, like the same routine. He's so, trying to break – he's trying to – he's slowly tra trying to transition mm -hmm. his energy to another life. Do you think the mom – do you think she has a valid point? 
or do you think she's putting things in Tasha's head and the fact that Tasha had already seen ghosts with the girl now just kind of makes her feel a certain way? No, it's just the mom is more experienced. Mm-hmm. The mom is older. The mom's been around the block, obviously, a couple of times, and she knows what time it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Tasha wants to make herself feel better by saying, oh, with all this ass, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is there's always some other ass. Mm-hmm. And I think Tasha knows that, but she needs somebody to smack her upside the face and tell her that. You know, and that that in this case happens to be her mom, mm-hmm. which would tell her like, "There's always more ass." I I used to have an ass just like yours. <laughs> she got it from her mama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, obviously, you know that's gonna be like a reality check for her mm-hmm. that she needs to to be on point with dealing with him because she already feels something. And then the mom is calling it out. She sees there's differences. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, she doesn't do anything. She probably just sits at the house and, and, and baby, fat. Fa- and yeah. baby fat. Babysit. Baby I said baby fat. Baby sitting be fat. Baby, baby sits and be fat. Is that what you said? Be fat? No, uh, baby sitting be fabulous. Oh, and baby sitting be yeah. fabulous. Yeah. So she sees it's easier to feel the energy change when all you do is sit back and just watch everybody, which is what she does. What did you think about? And so when, when, um, I don't know if to call them James, Jamie, Patrick, Ghost. St. Patrick. St. Patrick. James St. Patrick. So. Ghost. So when Ghost was, when Ghost was coming into the kitchen, Tasha and the driver, Sean, was mm-hmm. having this conversation. Now, Sean. Which now, is super reckless. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. So now Sean, you know, comes in as he always does so that he can go taste, so that he can go and take Ghost to work. Mm-hmm. So now he gets beside himself and he's like, hey, you know. Um, I know that you wanted me to see you. He's basically saying, what's up? Right. And so she plays on it for a little bit. And then when she hears footsteps, she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then. Yeah, because. Now it sets up for. It's real stupid what they're doing because obviously she's not into him. mm -hmm. She's into her husband. But because she's insecure about their current circumstances or situation because she's in the dark about a a few things that's Mm -hmm. going on with her, with her husband, or she's not getting the clues about what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. She feels like he's not expressing anything to her. Mm -hmm. So now that this seed of doubt, doubt has been planted with, you know, the whole Angela thing, obviously, you know, and actually that there hasn't even been anything yet with her being, even knowing anything about Angela. He just saw him talking to her from across the, across the club floor. So she's playing with fire in that situation. Every time I see them talking, I'm like, man, what are you you trying to get this boy killed? Because then it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then after that, um, she calls him to find out his whereabouts because the whole phone thing and his phone got changed. So she's looking for him. And now when he's saying that, you know, don't worry, uh, he's in, he's in eyesight. He's over with Angela at the hot dog stand in Central Park. Right. And then he's trying to, so you see, I, I like, I like where, I like where it's going because although Tasha is feeling insecure, her instinct is telling her right. Her instinct is telling her right because she's from the street. Mm-hmm. Her and her mama. Yeah. And then Tasha goes to the club. She decides that she doesn't want to go to the club anymore. She walks over to the car, and so now she wants Sean to drive her home. And so now she's really playing with him, and Sean is really starting to take what what she's doing in her actions. He's really starting to become sloppy. Right. And so I'm just curious to see how that's going to turn out. But 
Well, I don't know if he's becoming sloppy yet. He but, is getting a little reckless because at the party, okay, he wants to become legitimate, obviously. Mm-hmm. He books this huge Vogue party, right, which obviously is a, a huge milestone and you know, to even get to that point. And mm-hmm. he, he's reached it so quickly. And the person who, who books the party or was handling the event planning. Uh, Miss Sheridan. Yeah, Miss Sheridan. Yeah, yeah Miss Sheridan. She did a background check on on ghosts, and she couldn't find anything. Which people on those levels of corporations, uh, on that on that level of you know uh, establishments, they have ties to get information on people. Yeah. Besides just looking them up on Google, and she couldn't find anything. So you have to actually be like Angela, who would look somebody up and get information on ghosts, which. I need, I want, I'm curious to see what his background is more. Um, I'm still, you know, I don't know what is, I know what the hesitation is with Tommy, with him not taking pictures and whatnot. They had a successful night at the party. She wants to give him the GQ party, the L Magazine party. She wants to give him her whole slate for him to, you know, to and take advantage of and then you also exposure. Have, and then you also have the guy, um, I forget his name, the guy who does the who does the receipts. He's also saying Well, hey, he's the manager. The manager. Yeah. He's also saying, Hey, you know, now that the now that they're coming, you need to get your name out, you need to be the face of this. So he has two people pulling on him on one side saying, Hey, you need to, you know, put yourself out there while right. Tommy's the one that's saying, No, this is not what our purpose is. So he's obviously conflicted and and I think that if he does choose to start having himself for talk, uh, you know, photographed, that's that's where the issue is going to be. That's where people are going to start, you know, uh, digging him up and getting information. Well, I mean, if he's taking pictures and he has somewhat of a face, do you think this was like kind of his thing to legitimize himself? Yeah. Like because if he starts taking pictures and he's known as a savvy club. You know, entrepreneur, club businessman, club owner, whatever, then don't you think that that would somewhat legitimize him if they can control how the information or the investigation on how he got his money? I mean, at the same time, it's really not hard. Uh, you know, with the kind of money that they're making, mm-hmm. he obviously doesn't need that much money but I think to it, open a club but based I, on how, what's their, what they're making. But I think it's more so the streets. It's the streets will be the problem of him having his face out there. The streets is what I believe will we'll get, start talking. Yeah, the streets will start talking, and that's what will actually will get him caught up. And speaking of the streets and what people are talking, let's talk about Maria Menounos' new book. is called uh, "Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness." Uh, it talks about. Uh, it talks about where am I? Which one? Uh, you're Straight ahead. Yeah. Okay, so uh, um, and so Maria, like this is his first yeah, time yeah. doing this. What? <laughs> Because it's it's go two ahead. it's two of us, so I was I wasn't really sure what camera was at. But yeah, go anyway, ahead. So Maria has this new book um, this new book out. You guys can catch it on on Amazon.com or any bookstores, Barnes and Nobles. If it's, it's not great, sold out, yes, um, it's a it's a great book. She talks about how to stay uh, you know fit and healthy. If you don't know Maria's background, you know she was a size fourteen, as you can see in this uh, picture here. And now she's a size two, so it's a great book. Make sure you guys go. Uh, cop it somewhere online, Amazon, or any bookstore such as Barnes and Nobles and Target. So Maria Maria Menounos, the Everyday Girl's Guide to uh, Diet and Fitness. Check it out. And actually has some tips in there that guys can use yeah. also. So I don't know if the guys want to go pick up every girl's, every girl's, but you get it what you do is you get it for your girl. 
and then you just kind of sneak in there and you look at some of the tips. That's how you get away with that. Exactly. You know what I'm Maria has, if you haven't seen her, you know she was on WWE. She can definitely. Yeah, she's got abs to steal this girl. Yeah, totally. Maria Manunos, every girl's guide to diet and fitness. Go get it today. Already get it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so back to Ghost. Mm-hmm. I'm. I think you know. I think Tommy is being. I don't. Do you think Tommy's being overly cautious? No, I think he has every right to be over, overly cautious. People in the streets. So he's not being overly cautious. So you, that's what I'm saying. Do you think he's being overly cautious, or do you think he's being on point? Oh no, he's on point. Yes, okay. Sir. Okay. Yeah. So okay, yeah, because people in the streets will talk, but. There's been drug lords that have had clubs and stuff like that before, and they were known to be the owner. Understandable, but when ba- what's happened is you have two people who are who are growing apart, and when two people grow apart, there's that one person that always tries to stick to the plan. When you think about, for some reason, their presidents uh, come to mind. Remember in their presidents when they when they robbed the bank and they said that they they were gonna you know be a certain way they weren't going to spend they weren't going to do anything yes. the bikini woodbine was the fool that decided to do all the things if you look at set it off how how after they robbed the first bank they were yes. supposed to do what they're supposed to do and queen latifah started flossing so it's it was the, just like it, what other movie was that as well that was a movie with uh, joe pesci yeah and they did some job and the guy who did the job he one of the guys took his cut and went and bought a brand new cadillac and they were like yo we yeah. told you to lay low for her blah blah blah, blah. and then and, they, and they offed him and for ghost doing that. And Ghost is kind of doing the same thing that the that they're doing in the movies, where he sees a little bit of he's he he's getting a little power, he's getting a little shine, and now it's kind of going to his head. So Tommy's this person that's trying to reel him back in to the plan, stick to the plan. I don't think it's going to his head. I think, excuse me, I just think he wants to to start transitioning out. And when you see when you clearly see where you want to be and it's right there, mm-hmm. you might prematurely jump to it as opposed to just taking letting this take his natural course because when he's in the life he's so absorbed in this life i mean that's what's made him that's what's created him he he's not gonna it's not an easy jump to just to jump from that lifestyle into another lifestyle i mean i think they're chopping these bodies up under the club mm-hmm. aren't they aren't they like under yeah. the club and, and underground and some but because remember last week when he went to go deal with Miguel, he was, went down the elevator yeah, was down. underground in the basement or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, he's handling business still, he's bringing it right there to the club. Do you think that between Angela now in his life and him wishing that he can have her, there's Tasha, and now he has the manager, he has uh, Mrs. Sheridan, he has a lot of people in his head now, and so his mind, his thinking is not is not thorough as it was before. So it could be all of those things that are maybe clouding his judgment. Do you think? With Angela? Well, I think, I think, well, based on what Tommy said, you know, when she left for law school or she left for school or whatever, mm-hmm. how messed up he was over that. And obviously he was in love with this girl and she, you know, moved on so she can create a better life for herself and her family. And now she's back and she's older, more mature, more sophisticated, um, she's a career woman, she's educated, and he's obviously feeling some loss. Like, you know, this is what I should have been with, I should have had. Uh, this is what I should be with. This is who I should be with. This is who I'm supposed to end up with. You know, the place where I want to go, 
obviously Tasha is not really growing with him. She's all about the shoes and the bags and him being the big drug lord, the kingpin, mm-hmm. and the club owner is cool. We have a club. It's just like really, it's like street dreams, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, it's it's not real. It's like she's living in a fantasy world. They're doing real things, you know, real there's real criminal activity going on, but it's not. It's a fantasy. It's a facade because it's short lived. It's never. It never. You know, I have never heard of. Uh, a drug empire being passed from one generation to the next. <laughs> like, I mean, it's happened, yes, but like, as a family business, like, generations down the line, I was like, yes, me and my family, we've been selling crack cocaine on the street, or mm-hmm. we've been selling heroin or coke on the street since 1835. You know, that's, it's a, a means to an end. Totally. It's not, uh, you know, you're not going to be the heir to the fortune of whatever, that trust fund, and then give all the 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 credit to the fact that you know your dad or your grandfather was this big large you know drug kingpin and you're picking up right where mm-hmm. you know you're you know going into the family business it's not like you know having a traditional family empire mm-hmm. you know so to speak so tasha i think is on that i think tasha is just living kind of in the moment yeah and she's not making plans for the future like how she should. Mm-hmm. She's just thinking about what's right now. And he's planning for He has a family. Mm-hmm. He has three kids. And he has to plan for that. And he doesn't want to be in this life forever. What happens when his son, his son is already, what, like 10, 11, 12 years old? Yeah. Okay, so the next, what, five, six, seven years, he's like... 16, 17, 18. Now yeah, he's going to be a teenager and he's not going to want his son to go into the same Of course business. not. Okay, so what do, what do you think about the whole Angie storyline with her and the legal team? I like where this is going. It's cool. The whole legal team uh, scenario is cool with Angela. This guy, Greg, is kind of putsy. He's cool, but they're kind of playing his character to the left a little bit. Um, I think he's, you know... She has a relationship. I'm saying, you know, I shouldn't say that. But he has a relationship with her. She's established a relationship. And she's she's obviously just with him for information. Or it's a, a relationship of convenience. Mm-hmm. You know, they're together because it's now, convenient. Do you, do you think it's a convenience or do you? Oh, totally. It's totally a relationship because she's not into him. And she said that when she was talking to who was that she was doing their hair with? That, that was her sister. Her she's, sister. Okay. She so she expressed that. it. She said, I don't get those tinglies or she don't get those feelings. She's mm-hmm. not in love with him. She doesn't love him. She's not in love with him. It's just that they're both in the same industry, and it's just a relationship of convenience, almost like Tasha and and Ghost. And what's so funny is when they showed them both hanging out, you know, he brought Chinese takeout. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg brought Chinese takeout to Angela's. They hung out. Mm -hmm. They discussed the case. She was pissed at him before. Mm -hmm. Now she's over it because he's giving her information. So now she's going to have sex with him because he's giving her information. And then when that was happening simultaneously, then you had Tasha and and Ghost having sex. And And they were having dinner at first. They were sharing information, and she was giving him advice on how to handle a particular situation. Mm -hmm. Right? Now he's turned on because that's where they meet. Yeah. Like, that, you can see in that scene with them, that's what 
turned him on about her. The fact that she was savvy enough to know how to handle a situation in the street mm-hmm. based on what was going on because he was kind of stuck. Like, yeah. how do I handle this? And she says, well, remember this? You should do it like that. And then he's like, oh, my goodness. And he does it. Yeah. And the same thing with Greg and Angela. She gets the information. Now she's turned on, and it kind of reminds her of why she started dating him. But at the end of the day, the even how they had sex, sex. was impersonal. Yeah, it was very impersonal. It was very... um it was it was as if they were thinking it was as if Ghost was ha- was having sex with uh, with Angela. Tasha with he, Angela. It was as if he was having sex, sex with Angela. Yeah, or yeah. yeah, and and same and same thing with Angela and Greg and, and Greg. It yeah. was like she was getting it from getting yeah. it from Ghost. Yeah. yeah, so it was really impersonal, and it was like they want to feel that stimulus mm-hmm. from the other person. Yeah, not from this person because this per- person represents a side of them that they don't really need they already possess that mm-hmm. but i do think that i do think that ghost and tasha's relationship i do feel that he was in love with her at some point but i now i think he's i think they're he's growing apart from her just based off of the life and where he's trying to go in the well, future most definitely they i mean she's he's growing mm-hmm. and he's growing as a person in a way that's just more mature and more sophisticated and you know, if you have a girl, I mean, obviously Tasha is sexy. She's cute. She has a tight little body. She's street savvy and she's loyal and has her has her man's back. And she's about him. That in itself is sexy, and turns you know will turn a guy on. It's like, yo, I got a winner right here. But that doesn't mean she's the kind of person that is going to mature into the kind of person that you want to mature into. That doesn't mean you have the same vision for the future. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean. That, okay, well, beyond this, I'm more than just this. If that person can't grow out of this, this one circle, this one bubble, then this kind of leaves, that kind of limits me if I'm going to stay in this space. If she doesn't grow with me, then I'm leaving her. Yeah. And that's where he's at right now because he asked her, what did you think I was going to be? And she said the biggest drug dealer in all of New York. And it's like, you know, a woman that really has a vision for her man, you know, she would have said anything that you want to be. I think that you can do anything that you want to do. Mm. Good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. So I think, you know, there's aspects of her that definitely turns him on because that's why they're together. They have three kids. They're married. At the same time, there's other things about her that turn him off, that he can't even have the kind of conversations with her like he has with Angela. Angela. They just don't relate. Yeah. She'll never get it. Anyway, so that's going to be a train wreck when that whole – you know, uh, when the crap hits the fan with that situation, um, I don't know if Angela and Tasha are ever going to meet see each other. But for some reason, I don't see her as the confrontational type. Mm-hmm. I see her as the get even type. Totally. Especially how she's handling the situation with Sean, stripping for him in the back seat and doing all this. She's like, okay, I get over it. I'm going to get my ducks in a row and then have my stuff together. So if things don't go my way, then I still have whatever like the kind of girl who put the money to the side yeah have a guy already posted up or whatever not even deal with the chick i i see her kind of like that which and, is very impressive because a lot of round the weird girls would be like uh-uh, i'm gonna beat this girl up. and blah, not only blah, blah, that blah. but remember in episode one when she um when she went to grab the um the shirt with the blood on it yeah she took she took a lot of money with her and she left so who's, right. it, who's to say that she's not taking money to the side and she's saving for herself? She might be. Yeah. I mean. I totally think she probably would be. Yeah, I think she's doing it. I mean, if she's uh, constantly 
shopping anyway. Yeah. She probably spends a lot of money. Yeah. She just seems like that type. I mean, her friend is in there taking her shoes. She's got all these expensive bags. I mean, uh, they make a lot of money. They have a nice, they have a nice house. Mm-hmm. They have a driver. They own a nightclub. They started from the bottom. Now they're there. Yeah. So <laughs> they're not doing too shabby. Um, Tommy, Tommy is going to oppose a, a, a huge problem for Ghost because Tommy is the one that's keeping Ghost head on straight for the real business that they have. And it's so interesting when Angela tried to call Ghost. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he has these burner phones, so he had to get rid of the phone, which I think is also reckless that he's got the phones in his house because if anything happens, they want to come search, blah, 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 blah. They could put that stuff together and figure that out. Yeah. I would have thrown that away somewhere else. Him leaving the shirt in the house is reckless, too, even though it was in the safe. I don't know. I think, you know, he got rid of it, but at the end of the day, I think those are little things that are somewhat reckless. Anyway, but it still adds to a good storyline. Um, so Angela calls him, his phone, he doesn't answer this phone. She goes to the club to track him down, which now she's actually showing some initiative of seeing what's going on with this situation, which is turning them on even more. Right. And what's funny is I'm, they're so enthralled with each other because of their history. They don't, they haven't asked each other. Are you seeing anybody else? Not married, no kids, you know, no boyfriend, nothing. They're so engaged in each other mm-hmm. it's like nothing else matters mm-hmm. so they don't even bother bringing up anything else which is very very realistic when you have that kind of relationship that goes you're back right so far they either reminisce they're constantly reminiscing. Yeah, they're constantly i was gonna say either they're reminiscing or they they spoke a little bit about the job in the sense of whenever she has to go she has to go it has to it pertains to work or something but mm-hmm. they're always it's always almost like a almost like they're in a work environment, but they never talk about work. They reminisce. I thought the cool scene was when when he takes her to the DJ booth. Right, takes her to the DJ booth, and she's like, "Oh my god, they still have turntables." <laughs> right. uh, yeah, there's the people. Some people still do uh, do turntables, but I, I liked how the dialogue that they were having um, as Mary J. Blige's "Real Love" was playing. When they were having conversation, there were certain things that they would say to each other, mm-hmm. and then they would pause and they would say anything, and then they would go into the to, to the chorus of real love. I'm looking for a real love, right. someone to set my heart free. Real, yeah, right, right, right. You know, it's also interesting about that conversation that they had is because uh, when she mentioned uh, when he mentioned Tommy mm-hmm. and how he still hangs out with Tommy, yes. Mm-hmm. That was like a big uh, indicator to her, like, wow, you still hang out with him, like, like interesting. Because it sounds like she can't, she couldn't stand the back in the day. It was probably one of those situations where you know you're dating somebody and their best friend you can't stand. And there's always that like tension, that conflict, and that's probably why she never came back or why she didn't call. Because maybe that was part of it. Yeah. Because she saw it's like, oh my gosh, she hangs out with this guy and he's not showing me any growth or maturity by hanging out with this guy, kind of thing. And what's really funny is he's gotten everything he's gotten because of his partnership with Tommy and the mm. things that they've accomplished accomplished in the street. And she and she has no clue. She has no idea. And I'm gonna be very. I can't wait to see how she re- reacts or responds when she finds out. One, he's married. Two, he has three kids. Three, he hangs out with Tommy. I mean, him and Tommy work together mm-hmm. before she actually finds out what that he actually is a drug dealer. Um, 
of course, that's going to probably be the biggest blow when she finds out. Well, obviously, she's going to find out. And I think when she finds out, she's going to be torn because when she finds out that... When she he, finds out, he's going to have hit it already. And then she's really going to be torn. Exactly. Once she finds out that he's the New York... No pun intended. <laughs> Once she finds out he's a New York distributor, uh-huh. you know, they're going to already be into this whole little sexual affair. Right. So I think I made a prediction you last did. week that he, she was going to find out this week or next week. And then the arc was going to be how she dodges and kind of manipulates the situation because he's trying to find a way out. His, his, go ahead. Um, well, I mean, well, you want to just do the quick news and then just go into gossip? I mean, do the, do the, the gossip and then we could just go into the predictions? Sure. AfterBuzz TV News. News and gossip. Go ahead, Bam. So. <laughs> I'll go ahead and do it. Thank Yo, you. Yo, so, uh, news and gossip. Uh, we've got some news here. Omari Hardwick is on the cover, gracing the cover of Jet Magazine uh, for the June 2014 issue. Go pick up a copy. The article is interesting. There are some nice pics in there for the ladies and some good information in there for the fellas. Uh, Omar is a good guy, and he's doing his thing. I'm, you know, uh, just really uh, impressed with where his career started and where he is now. So, Did you – okay, I, I read it on the way here. Um, mm-hmm. And there were some interesting facts about that was when he was um, – after he left New York uh, and he came to L.A., uh, he was a part of – this um this pilot for spike lee called um sucker free city which uh-huh. I, w- I was in that too um and then uh soon after he became a substitute he became a substitute teacher at some elite school yes and so happens to it just so happens that denzel and his wife pauletta kids went there and so that he coached their kids right and so they got a relationship together and mm-hmm. even when he was struggling and as a as a as a struggling actor having to stay at friend's house he actually crashed at paul uh at denzel and pauletta's crib right for a while and right. let me just say this i'm denzel washington lives in beverly park okay which is on the top of Mulholland. it's a very exclusive neighborhood because yes. i work there Holy! Sh- can you imagine right. that he got to actually crash at Denzel and Sleep. Pauletta's crib? Sleep on his like couch. those houses yeah. are like minimum like twenty million dollar homes, and they're right. like they're these huge castles. Right. So that is a great story. Damn. Um, actually, I went to that school. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but years before. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very it's a very nice school. I only went there for like a year, yeah. and then I transferred to go play ball somewhere else. Anyway. So, yes. Predictions. Yeah, go pick up this copy of Jet Magazine. I'm on my hardware. Now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. So, prediction. I'm predicting next episode that Angela is. I don't know. I'll have to push it back another week. Okay, I'm going to stick to my prediction. I said this week or next week. So, obviously, it didn't happen this week. And now, the way they're setting it up after I see, I, I don't think it's going to happen next week. I don't think she's going to find out next week. She has to find out something about him. Though. There will be a reveal, some kind of reveal about him to her next I don't, week. I don't he's going gonna, gonna to sleep with her next week for I sure. Don't, I don't think that anything's going to be revealed because he needs to sleep with her first. He needs to sleep with her first. Then he needs That's to, the hook. Okay. And then he, needs to, then he will find out about the marriage and the kids and that he found out about Tommy. And okay. then after – 
because there's only eight episodes. So literally you have to split it up into two and a half episodes each. So right. by the third one, the, now the sleeping has to happen. Then you have episodes four, five, and six is where we go to the middle part. And then toward the end is where she's going to have to find out that he is a New York distributor and then have to figure out how she's going to go about to handle this within within uh within this whole season um mm. what i think is going to be interesting is they touched on sean's character and his dad yes and i and maybe we'll find something out about i, I don't think we're going to find out about that or anything about that until maybe the maybe the last last second half of the season mm-hmm. well but remember he goes and visit his dad who's played by 50 cents the uh, executive producer of, of Power. so they did get a foreshadowing of that for next yes yeah, next so, episode right yeah so that's for that's for uh episode three so now i'm thinking that so we got to find out I'm why thinking, yeah i'm thinking 50 yeah. i'm thinking that uh 50's character canaan his name is canaan or, yeah, or something like something that something like that i'm yeah. thinking that he has something to do with um, with Ghost and and Tommy, and now he's Getting looking. To he's looking out for him, but the only problem is going to be that now uh, Sean is now sleeping or going to try and sleep with Tasha, Stupid. which is going to cause problems. So it, it's it's a lot. It's great. Well, they'll be able to keep it under wraps for a while. Yeah, you never know. They might do a twist where he's like, "Yeah, go ahead and be with her. I wouldn't want her to be with anybody with you, and that would free me up so I can go be with Angela." <laughs> oh, and then also he takes care of the kids anyway. Oh, and then also, um, Power was already picked up for season two after one episode. Yeah, and it, that's and news. It, and it had um, ten episodes. It, it premiered with uh, either two point five or three point five million viewers, so it's already related. Uh, it's already new for season two. So yeah, good job, guys. Well, we want to thank you guys for watching. Uh, Where can we find you until next time, Bam? You guys can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. And you can find me on Cl- at Club Thaddeus, uh, Twitter, Instagram, GQJedi.com. You can find me here for Orange is the New Black as well on Thursdays and Sundays. Until next time, After Buzzers, peace. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 